O assembled Vaishnavas, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios of The Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. I'm here with Hari, Gaur Hari Prabhu, trying to keep the transcendental sound vibration going. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains exactly what we're doing and why. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Aditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manishdadagamad Bhagya Madhananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dayin Atini Chuchata Kada Hanamunchagadachin Mam Premnarit Kantayuksbuddha O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, we've reached the fourth chapter of the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. We're beginning with text 9, the characteristics of Rishabhadev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Of Rishabhadev's 100 sons, the eldest, named Bharat, was a great exalted devotee qualified with the best attributes. In his honor, this planet has become known as Bharata Varsha. Purport. This planet, known as Bharata Varsha, is also called Punya Bhumi, the pious land. At the present moment, Bharata Bhumi, or Bharata Varsha, is a small piece of land extending from the Himalaya mountains to Cape Comorin. Sometimes this peninsula is called Punya Bhumi. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given special importance to the people of this land. Bharata Bhumite Hoyla Manusya Janma Jar Janma Sartaka Kadi Karapada Upakar One who has taken his birth as a human being in the land of India, Bharata Varsha, should make his life successful and work for the benefit of all other people. C.C. Adi, 941 The inhabitants of this piece of land are most fortunate. 
they can purify their existence by accepting this Krishna consciousness movement and go outside Bhumi, India, and preach this cult to benefit the whole world. Text 10 Following Bharat, there were 99 other sons. Among these, the nine eldest were Kushabharta, Ilavrata, Brahmavarta, Malaya, Ketu, Badrasena, Indrasprik, Vidarbha, and Kikata. Text 11 and 12. In addition to these sons were Kavi, Havi, Antariksha, Prabuddha, Pipalayana, Avyarhotra, Drumala, Chamasa, and Karabhajan. These were all very exalted, advanced devotees and authorized preachers of Srimad Bhagavatam. These devotees were glorified due to their strong devotion to Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, they were very exalted. To satisfy the mind perfectly, I, Shukadeva Goswami, shall hereafter describe the characteristics of these nine devotees when I discuss the conversation between Narada and Vasudeva. Text 13 In addition to these 19 sons mentioned above, there were 81 younger ones, all born of Rishabhadev and Jayanti. According to the order of their father, they all became well-cultured, well-behaved, very pure in their activities, an expert in Vedic knowledge and the, perform the performance of Vedic rituals. Thus they all became perfectly qualified brahmanas. Purport From this verse we have good information of how the castes are qualified according to quality and work. Vishabhadeva, a king, was certainly a chatriya. He had a hundred sons, and out of these, ten were engaged as chatriyas and ruled the planet. Nine sons became good preachers of Srimad Bhagavatam, Maha Bhagavatas. And this indicates that they were also, and this indicates that they were above the position of Brahmanas. The other 81 sons became highly qualified Brahmanas. There are some practical examples of how one can become fit for a certain type of activity by qualification, not by birth. All the sons of Maharaj Rishabhadev were Chatriyas by birth, but by quality some of them became Chatriyas and some became Brahmanas. Nine became preachers of Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavata Dharma Darshanaha, which means that they were above the categories of Chatriya and Brahmana. Text 14 Being an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Rishabhadeva was fully independent because his form was spiritual, eternal and full of transcendental bliss. He eternally had nothing to do with the four principles of material misery, birth, death, old age and disease. Nor was he materially attached. He was always equipoised and he saw everyone on the same level. He was unhappy to see others unhappy and he was the well-wisher of all living entities. Although he was a perfect personality, the Supreme Lord and controller of all, he nonetheless acted as if he were an ordinary conditioned soul. Therefore, he acted for, he, he, therefore, he strictly followed the principles of Varnashram Dharma and acted accordingly. In due course of time, the principles of Varnashrama Dharma had become neglected. Therefore, through his personal characteristics and behavior, he taught the ignorant public 
how to perform duties within the Varnashram Dharma. In this way, he regulated the general populace in householder life, enabling them to develop religion and economic well-being and to attain reputations, sons and daughters, material pleasure and finally, eternal life. By his instructions, he showed how, how people could remain householders and at the same time become perfect by following the principles of Varnashrama Dharma. Purport <clears throat> The Varnashrama Dharma is meant for imperfect conditioned souls. It trains them to become spiritually advanced in order to return home, back to Godhead. A civilization that does not, a civilization that does not know the highest aim of life is no better than an animal society. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Nate vidu svartakatim hi vishnum a human society is meant for elevation to spiritual knowledge so that all of the people can be freed from the clutches of birth, death, old age and disease. The Varnashrama Dharma enables human society to become perfectly fit for getting out of the clutches of Maya and by following the regulative principles of Varnashrama Dharma one can become successful in this regard, see Bhagavad Gita 3.21.24 Text 15 Whatever action is performed by a, by a great man, common men follow. Purport A similar verse is also found in Bhagavad Gita 3.21 It is essential for human society to have a section of men perfectly trained as qualified brahmanas according to the instructions of Vedic knowledge. Those below the brahminical qualification, administrators, merchants and workers, should take instructions from, these, from those ideal people who are considered to be intellectuals. In this way, everyone can be elevated to the highest transcendental position and be freed from material attachment. The material world is described by Lord Krishna Himself as Dukalayam Ashaswatam, a temporary place of misery. No one can stay here even if he makes a compromise with misery. No, one has to give up his bo this body and accept another, which may not be even a human body which may not even be a human body. As soon as one gets a material body, he becomes Dehabrit or Dehi. In other words, he is subjected to all the material conditions. The leaders of society must be so ideal that by following them, one can be relieved from the clutches of material existence. Text 16 Although Lord Rishabhadev knew everything about confidential Vedic knowledge which includes information about all types of occupational duties he still maintained himself as a Chatriya and followed the instructions of the Brahmanas as they related to mind control, sense control tolerance and so forth. Thus he ruled the people according to the system of Varnashrama Dharma, which enjoins that the Brahmanas instruct the Chatriyas and the Chatriyas administer the state through the Vaishyas and Shudras. Purport Although Rishabhadeva knew all the Vedic instructions perfectly well, he nonetheless followed the instructions of the Brahmanas in order to perfectly maintain the social order. The Brahmanas would give advice according to the Shastras 
and all the other castes would follow. The word Brahma means perfect knowledge of all activities. And this knowledge is very confidentially described in the Vedic literatures. Men trained perfectly as brahmanas should know all Vedic literature and the benefit derived from this literature should be distributed to the general populace. The general populace should follow the perfect brahmana. In this way, one can learn how to control the mind and senses and thus gradually advance to spiritual perfection. Text 17 Lord Vishabdev performed all kinds of sacrifices 100 times according to the instructions of the Vedic literatures. Thus he satisfied Lord Vishnu in every respect. All the rituals were enriched by first-class ingredients. They were executed in holy places according to the proper time by priests who were all young and faithful. In this way, Lord Vishnu was worshipped and the prasad was offered to all the demigods. Thus, the functions and festivals were all successful. Purport It is said, Komara acharet pragyo dharman bhagavatam iha Bhagavatam 7.6.1 A ritual should be performed by young men even boys at a tender age, in order for the ritual to be performed successfully. From childhood, people should be trained in Vedic culture, especially in devotional service. In this way, one can perfect one's life. A Vaishnava does not disrespect the demigods, but on the other hand, he is not so foolish that he accepts each and every demigod as the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is master of all demigods. Therefore, the demigods are his servants. The Vaishnava, accepting the demigods as servants of the Supreme Lord, worships them properly. In the Brahma Sangita, the important demigods, Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, and even the incarnations and expansions of Lord Krishna, like Mahavishnu, Garbhodakashayi Vishnu and all other Vishnu tattvas, as well as the Shakti tattvas like Durga Devi, are all, are all worshipped by the process of worshipping Govinda with the words Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bhajami. A Vaishnava worships the demigods in relation to Govinda, not independently. Vaishnavas are not so foolish that they consider the demigods independent of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is confirmed in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ekale, Ekale Ishwara Krishna Ara Sabha Vritya, C.C. Adi 5.142. The Supreme Master is Krishna and all others are His servants. Text 18 No one likes to possess anything that is like a will-o'-the-wisp or a flower in the sky, for everyone knows very well that such things do not exist. When Lord Rishabhadev ruled this planet of Bharatvarsha, even common men did not want to ask for anything at any time or by any means. No one ever asks for the will of the wisp. In other words, everyone was completely satisfied and therefore there was no chance of anyone asking for anything. The people were absorbed in great affection for the king. Since this affection was always expanding, they were not inclined to ask for anything. Purport in Bengal, the word Godad Dimba is used, which means the egg of a horse. 
Since a horse never lays an egg, the word Godhat Dimba actually has no meaning. In Sanskrit, there is a word Kapushpa, which means the flower in the sky. No flower grows in the sky. Therefore, no one is interested in asking for Kapushpa or Godhat Dimba. During the reign of Maharaj Rishabhadev, people were so well equipped that they did not want to ask for anything. They were immensely supplied with all the necessities of life due to King Rishabhadev's good government. Consequently, everyone felt full satisfaction and did not want anything. This is the perfection of government. If the citizens are unhappy due to bad government, the heads of government are condemned. During these democratic days, monarchy is disliked by the people. But here is an example of how, of how an emperor of the whole world kept all the citizens fully satisfied by supplying the necessities of life and following the Vedic principles. Thus, everyone was happy during the reign of Maharaj Rishabhadev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 19 Once while touring the world, Lord Rishabhadev, the Supreme Lord, reached a place known as Brahmavarta. There was a, a great conference of learned Brahmanas at that place, and all the king's sons attentively heard the instructions of the Brahmanas there. At that assembly, within the hearing of the citizens, Rishabhadev instructed his sons, although they were already very well behaved. Read that again. At that assembly, within the hearing of the citizens, Rishabhadev instructed his sons, although they were already very well behaved, devoted, and qualified. He instructed them so that in the future they could rule the world very perfectly. Thus, he spoke as follows. Purport The instructions of Lord Rishabhadev to his sons are very valuable. If one wants to live peacefully within the, this world, which is full of miseries, in the next chapter, Lord Rishabhadev gives his sons these valuable instructions. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fifth canto, fourth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Characteristics of Rishabhadev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All glories to Rishabhadev's administration of the world. All glories to the Varnashama Dharma that he taught by his personal example perfectly. All glories to his sons, which are saints and brahmanas and chatriyas. Okay. We've reached chapter 5. This is a very important chapter. Srila Prabhupada quoted many verses from this chapter a lot. In this chapter, <clears throat> there is a description of Bhagavat Dharma, religious principles in devotional service that transcend religious principles for liberation and the mitigation of material misery. It is stated in this chapter that a human being should not work hard like dogs and hogs for sense gratification. The human life is especially meant for the revival of our relationship with the Supreme Lord. And to this end, all kinds of austerities and penances should be accepted. By austere activities, one's heart can be cleansed of material contamination. And as a result, one can be situated 
on the spiritual platform. To attain this perfection, one has to take shelter of a devotee and serve him. Then the door of liberation will be open. Those who are materially attached to women and sense gratification gradually become entangled in material consciousness and suffer the miseries of birth, old age, disease, and death. Those who are engaged in the general welfare of all and who are not attached to children and family are called Mahatmas. Those who are engaged in sense gratification, who act piously or impiously, cannot understand the purpose of the soul. Therefore, they should approach a highly elevated devotee and accept him as a spiritual master. By his association, one will be able to understand the purpose of life. Under the instructions of such a spiritual master, one can attain devotional service to the Lord, detachment from material things, and tolerance of material misery and distress. One can then see all living entities equally, and one becomes very eager to know about transcendental subject matters. Endeavoring persistently for the satisfaction of Krishna, one becomes detached from wife, children, and home. He is not interested in wasting time. In this way, one becomes self-realized. A person advanced in spiritual knowledge does not engage anyone in material activity. And one who can deliver material, and one who cannot deliver another person by instructing him in devotional service should not become a spiritual master, father, mother, demigod, or husband. Instructing his 100 sons, Lord Vishabhadev advised them to accept their eldest brother, Bharat, as their guide and lord, and thereby serve him. Of all living entities, the brahmanas are the best. And above the brahmanas, the Vaishnavas are situated in an even better position. Serving a Vaishnava means serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, Sugadev Goswami describes the characteristics of Bharat Maharaj and the sacrificial performance executed by Lord Vishabhadev for the instruction of the general populace. Text 1 I'm going to read some of the Sanskrit of these very, very important verses. Nayam deho dehabajam nriloke kashtan kaman arhate vidbujam ye tapodivyam putraka yenasatvam shudyad yasmat vamasokyam tvanantam Lord Vishabhadev told his sons, My dear boys, of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world, one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification, which is available even for dogs and for hogs that eat stool. One should engage in penance and austerity to attain the divine position of devotional service. By such activity, one's heart is purified. And when one attains this position, he attains eternal, blissful life, which is transcendental to material happiness and which continues forever. Purport In this verse, Lord Vishabhadev tells his sons, about the importance of human life. The word Dehabak refers to anyone who accepts a material body. But the living entity who is awarded the human form must act differently 
from animals. Animals like dogs and hogs enjoy sense gratification by eating stool. After undergoing severe hardships all day, human beings are trying to enjoy themselves at night by eating, drinking, having sex, and sleeping. At the same time, they have to properly defend themselves. However, this is not human civilization. Human life means voluntarily practicing suffering for the advancement of spiritual life. There is, of course, suffering in the lives of animals and plants, which are suffering due to their past misdeeds. However, human beings should voluntarily accept suffering in the form of austerities and penances in order to attain the divine life. After attaining the divine life, one can enjoy happiness eternally. After all, every living entity is trying to enjoy happiness, but as long as one is encaged in the material body, he has to suffer different kinds of misery. A, high, a higher sense is present in the human form. We should act according to superior advice in order to attain eternal happiness and go back to Godhead. It is significant in this verse that the government and the natural guardian, the father, should educate subordinates and raise them to Krishna consciousness. Devoid of Krishna consciousness, every living being suffers in this cycle of birth and death perpetually. To relieve them from this bondage and enable them to become blissful and happy, Bhakti Yoga should be taught. A foolish civilization neglects to teach a foolish civilization neglects to teach people how to rise to the platform of Bhakti Yoga. Without Krishna consciousness, a person is no better than a hog or dog. The instructions of Rishabhadev are very essential at the present moment. People are, people are being educated and trained to work very hard for sense gratification. And th there is no sublime aim in life. <clears throat> a man travels to earn his livelihood, leaving home early in the morning, catching a local train and being packed in a compartment. He has to stand for an hour or two in order to reach his place of business. Then again, he takes a bus to get to the office. At the office, he works hard from nine to five. Then he takes two or three hours to return home. After eating, he has sex and goes to sleep. For all this hardship, his only happiness is a little sex. Yan maitunadi grihamedi sukham hituchcham. Rishabdev clearly states that human life is not meant for this kind of existence, which is enjoyed even by dogs and hogs. Indeed, dogs and hogs do not have to work so hard for sex. A human being should try to live in a different way and should not try to imitate dogs and hogs. The alternative is mentioned. Human life is meant for tapasya, austerity and penance. By tapasya, one can get out of the material clutches. When one is situated in, in Krishna consciousness, devotional service, his happiness is guaranteed eternally. By taking to bhakti yoga, devotional service. One's existence is purified. The living entity is seeking happiness life after life, but he can make a solution to all his problems simply by practicing bhakti yoga. Then he immediately becomes eligible to return home, back to Godhead. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 4.9, Janma Karma Chame divyam evam yo veti tatvadaha chakvadeham punarjanma naitimam eti sorjana.
one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. Text 2 How long is this purport? Not so long. Mahatsevam dwarama hur vimuktes tamodwaram yoshitam sangi sangam mahantas te samachitak prashanta vimanyavak suridak sadavoye. One can attain the path of liberation from material bondage only by rendering service to highly advanced spiritual personalities. <clears throat> These personalities are impersonalists and devotees. Whether one wants to merge into the Lord's existence or wants to associate with the personality of Godhead, one should render service to the Mahatmas. For those who are not interested in such activities, who associate with people fond of women and sex, the path to hell is wide open. The Mahatmas are equipoised. They do not see any difference between one living entity and another. They are very peaceful and are fully engaged in devotional service. They are devoid of anger and they work for the benefit of everyone. They do not behave in any abominable way. Such people are known as Mahatmas. Purport The human body is like a junction. One may, either, one may either take the path of liberation or the path leading to a hellish condition. How one can take these paths is described herein. On the path of liberation, one associates with Mahatmas. And on the path of bondage, one associates with those attached to sense gratification and women. There are two types of Mahatmas, the impersonalist and the devotee. Although their ultimate goal is different, the process of emancipation is almost the same. Both want eternal happiness. One seeks happiness in impersonal Brahman and the other seeks happiness in the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As described in the first verse, Brahma-sokyam. Brahman means spiritual or eternal. Both the impersonalist and the devotee seek eternal, blissful life. In any case, it is advised that one become perfect. In the words of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 22, 87, a Vaishnava Achar, Stri Sangi, Eka Sadhu, Krishna Bhakta Ar. To remain unattached to the modes of material nature, one should avoid associating with those who are asat, materialistic. There are two kinds of materialists. One is attached to women and sense gratification and the other is simply a non-devotee. On the positive side is association with Mahatmas and on the negative side is the avoidance of non-devotees and women hunters. Text 3 Those who are interested in reviving Krishna consciousness and increasing their love of Godhead do not like to do anything that is not related to Krishna. They are not interested in mingling with people who are busy maintaining their bodies, eating, sleeping, mating and defending. They are not attached to their homes, although they may be householders, nor are they attached to wives, children friends, or wealth. At the same time, 
they are not indifferent to the execution of their duties. Such people are interested in collecting only enough money to keep the body and soul together. Purport Whether he is an impersonalist or a devotee, one who is actually interested in advancing spiritually, should not mingle with those who are simply interested in maintaining the body by means of the so-called advancement of civilization. Those who are interested in spiritual life should not be attached to homely comforts in the company of wife, children, friends, and so forth. Even if one is a grihasta and has to earn his livelihood, he should be satisfied by collecting only enough money to maintain body and soul together. One should not have more than, more than nor less than that. One should not have more than that, nor less than that. As indicated herein, a householder should endeavor to earn money for the execution of bhakti yoga, shravanam, kirtanam, vishnu, smaranam, padasevanam, archanam, bandhanam, dasyam, sakyam, atma, nivedanam. A householder should lead such a life that he gets full opportunity to hear and chant. He should worship the deity. <clears throat> he should worship the deity at home, observe festivals, invite friends in, and give them prasad. A householder should earn money for this purpose, not for sense gratification. That brings us to 7.44. So we will stop here. And tomorrow, uh, take up with text 4. In the meantime, we will wait patiently for the reflections of the assembled sages, the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Okay, so first is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Thank you, dear Maharaj, for your daily reading service of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. The pleasure is all mine, believe me. I'm sorry I've had to miss a few days again, but it won't happen like it did last time. I promise. Krishna willing. We have one Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Wonderful to have you back today. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be back. Believe me. Brajvalabha Prabhu? Yes, Brajvalabha Hare Krishna. Hare Bowo. Hare Krishna. Pam Ho, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thanks for undertaking this service. Your example, despite body pain, is exemplary. Hare Krishna. It is my duty. And my pleasure. That's also for. That's mm -hmm. also for. That's also. That's also for. Oh, that's also for. Hare Krishna, Hare. One just Krishna. in from Nikki Drans. Yes, Nikki Trans. Hari Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Today I heard that the path to liberation is opened by association with advanced devotees, specifically by serving them. Similarly, the path to hell is opened by association also. It seems that it really is impossible to go our own way. There is no independent path because every path depends on association. Yes. 
and the proof is in the pudding, meaning if you just look around, open your eyes, you'll see that no one is without association of someone else. This is not possible. There are some rare souls who live, you know, in a secluded place in the Himalayan mountains, but they're very, very rare. Most human beings need association. We're social animals, actually. And uh, in Goloka Vrindavan, where real life exists in full, uh, there's all kinds of association. You know, it's not that we, it's not that we miss anything or lose anything by taking up bhakti yoga fully to push on this, the Krishna consciousness movement, Lord Chaitanya's movement, Srila Prabhupada's movement. Because if we perfect our lives and go back to Goloka Vrindavan, we gain everything. There we also have family, wives, friends, mothers, fathers. But it's all revolving around Krishna. Everybody loves Krishna more than anyone else. But as a result of that, they all love one another perfectly. So we should want to go back to Goloka Vrindavan in this life. Material world is Dukalayama Shasratam, as we heard in the reading tonight. It is a place meant for miseries, but it is also meant to regain one's actual independence in, in the spiritual world. Independence means, in that sense, free from the modes of material nature, which are causing such difficulties to everyone in the material world. Here, time forces us to suffer, forces us to do everything. In the spiritual world, there is no time. And the only force that moves us to do things is love, pure love for Krishna, and pure love for one another. Hare Krishna. She adds also, that this demonstrates how dependent we really are. The illusion that we have independence is so strong. Yes, absolutely. And because of lifetimes of attempting, the mind is filled with those memories. Therefore, the secret to become Krishna conscious is to hear about Krishna and his pure devotees and their lives. In that way we become purified. The mind becomes uh, satisfied. Hare Krishna. This is from Amayatma Das. Yes, Amayatma. Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's interesting how this famous verse is recommending association with impersonalists above materialists. It appears that impersonalism isn't all bad. No, impersonalism that leads to uh, the, the, the acceptance of the Supreme Personality of God, it is not bad at all. Because the impersonal feature of the Lord is the Lord also. But the Mayavadi, there's a difference between a Brahmavadi or a, a personalist uh, and, and an impersonalist is that the Mayavadi thinks that Krishna's form is Maya. He thinks that any form is made of uh, material energy, including the form of Krishna. Therefore, they're called Mayavadis. But, and because that is a very serious offense against the Supreme Lord, they are bereft of happiness. In, this, in, the, in, in the Brahma Jyoti, where the impersonalist a desire to merge, uh, there's no activity. There's a sense of relief from being free from the modes of nature. There's a sense of eternal identity. But there's no activity. And therefore, one cannot stay in the Brahma Jyoti forever. Because the nature of the soul is to be active. So therefore, although it does say that the impersonalist mahatmas are above the material, gross materialists, 
Still, the devotees are above the impersonalists. So we, we should not get distracted and try to go to the Brahmajyoti. Waste of time. Because we will have to go from there either to the spiritual planets or back to the material world to engage in activity. Hare Krishna. This is from Subarao Rajagopalan. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> Great instructions by Rishabhadev. <clears throat> Great readings by you, Maharaj. One of the many gems is Srimad Bhagavatam 5.5.3. Quote, a householder should lead such a life that he gets full opportunity to hear and chant. End quote. Thanks to your daily readings. So we could hear and giving your association to all of us in cyberspace. Daily readings, Kijai. Daily readings, Kijai. Yes, I will take all the benedictions and prayers that I can get in order to keep this going at least till we finish the whole Bhagavatam and beyond. But at least that, Hare Krishna. Yes, yes. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you for your encouragement. And that's all. So I'd like to thank all of you for your uh, cooperation. Um, I'm sorry that my this last week was a little bit sporadic, but now it's settled down. I don't have any more appointments for tests or anything, although there will be uh, once I get uh, an appointment to find out about my spine. Um, but yeah, uh, we're here for the long haul along with you. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhakta vrinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari hari bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as the glories of Lord Rishabhadev become unfold before our eyes and our ears. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.